Welcome to another episode of A Chat with Agatha podcast. My name is Agatha Langer and I am a relationship coach and I help women break cycles of conflict so they can stop arguing in their relationship, build a happy and peaceful relationship and finally focus their energy on what they want to do and create in their life. And maybe it's their take care of their health. Maybe it's professional life, maybe it's starting a business or maybe it's advancing in their career. However, the conflict in the relationship often pulls so much energy out of us that we just don't have the creative juices, the creative power to move on with our life and actually do something productive and and do something beautiful. So that's what I'm here for. That's why I specialize in. Now about today's episode. Today in today's episode I would like to chat about how our past experiences, childhood experiences, affect our current relationships. Because this is really the basis of all my teachings. In, in my programs, we go deep into finding the root cause of the conflict, which a lot of times, as you might be suspecting, is not the undone dishes in the sink, and it's not the renovation or the bathroom remodel that has been going on for half a year. It's just our ego trying to tell us and kind of distract us from the real causes, the root causes of the conflict in the relationship. So that's why I would like to go back and talk about it. The other reason why I want to talk about this is because uh, right now I am organizing the three-part life training workshop, Awaken the Power Within. And if you have joined me live or have been listening to replays, that's awesome, amazing. If you want to join me, I will leave a link below. Those recordings from those trainings will be available only for a short time. Um, I take them down um, usually maybe five days after the training is over. So jump on and listen to them. There is a lot of good information there that will actually educate you and open your eyes on the actual causes the root causes of your relationship and then the day two of the training I go deeper into some of those past experiencing experiences programming past traumas so that you can really understand what's going on in your your relationship now and have the clarity of where it came from so that you can remove it and you can start building a happy relationship as soon as possible. So let's dive in. The first thing that I want to talk about is past programming. And what does that really mean? Well, you know how we say that we humans are the product of our environment? And it's really true because the environment that we're in, which is our family unit, is where we get most of the information from. Yes, we go to school at the age of like, let's say six or maybe five, and we start bouncing that information against other people or other circumstances, right? Our peers, other children or teachers. But really, by the time that we're seven, all that programming is practically done. We already are programmed to become certain people with certain qualities, with certain traits. And believe it or not, it already starts happening in our womb. We already start taking on that energy of our mom or, or our dad uh, or the closest people that were around us 
and it's already being written in our kind of memory of like the mechanism of with in with which we show up in life right so that's the if you can think of the programming as kind of like your um computer programming right it has certain information and it has those in if, if you input something you'll get a certain output and this is exactly how we function and it's already done when we're children so how it affects our relationships then later well we bring that in whether we want it or not and i remember when i was back in our early stages of my marriage when my husband would be well, I would say rubbing it in my face and saying, you behave just like your mom. And it really, really hurt me because that was meant to be like a negative statement, right? And then later on, when I looked at it with with clarity and with uh, without getting defensive about it, and I was like, yes, I really am behaving like my mom. And the question was, is it the good behavior or is it the bad behavior? Because you, you could be... Um, acting like your mom or dad but it doesn't necessarily it's bad right so uh, so looking at it um, with with like clarity and honesty and asking yourself well is it the behavior that I want to bring into my marriage or is it the behavior that I would that would be better if I if I broke the cycles of it and I'll give you examples uh, my parents really never knew how to communicate every single form of communication or trying to solve a problem would usually end in a fight and those fights again weren't really civil those fights were like shutting the doors and just my mom usually leaving the room sometimes my dad would like literally if he was holding a glass of water he would throw it against the wall so yeah so there was a lot of ugly and nasty behavior and I actually brought that in into my marriage. I don't think I ever threw anything across the room. I don't think I did. But yes, that behavior of leaving the room or not being mature enough to actually have a conversation, right? Rather, it was like that mechanisms of escaping. Okay, I'm done with you and I'm now offended and I'm, I don't want to talk anymore because this is not going anywhere and I'm just like leaving the room without even saying right and my husband he was very surprised with that behavior because this is not something that he encountered in his childhood and it was like foreign to him right so this is some something that i uh, at, at some point i knew that i wanted to break i knew that it wasn't healthy but again it takes honesty because um being pulled into those mechanisms or that programming is really very easy because this is like it's, it's our built-in operating system right so if we're not self-aware and if we don't stop to think then we're just we're just working according to that operating system the other thing was um the other thing that i again brought from my um childhood was was that emotional dysregulation meaning not taking responsibility for your emotions and for your emotional triggers and for your actions that those triggers were causing uh, just letting yourself like really be carried away and overwhelmed by the emotions and it resulted usually in in yelling getting offended or crying or maybe shutting down for a long period of time right and not wanting to talk about anything so again that was a pattern or a programming that i brought from 
my relationship so if you are i'm sorry from my childhood so if you are in 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 that place where maybe your partner does say hey you act like your dad or you just like your dad or you just like your mom then maybe it's time to sit down and be like yeah i think you're right and what do i want to do with it and again it takes a lot of courage and honesty and um so if you do decide to do it then i absolutely congratulate you because i know how difficult and hard it is um okay so another thing is actually what i wrote down here um, i keep picking at my notes it's those generational patterns right and just so that remember and especially if you know your grandparents right so remember that your mom, your dad didn't take it from from nowhere, right? It didn't just like was bestowed on them and they it just appeared in their life. Whatever they were playing out was being played out in their um, in their home when they were a child. And probably it just carries on and carries on. So really those generational patterns can go really, really deep. And what happens is that it's not only the programming that you take from childhood, but it's actually engraved in your DNA because we pass on those emotional traits inside our DNA. And you might even, well, to give you um, an example of a generation, generational pattern, you might know um, a woman who maybe got pregnant very young, right? And she ended up, raising the child alone and she's got another beautiful girl and that girl repeats the same pattern. She gets pregnant at the very young age and then she raises the child on her own. That might be one of the, right? Uh, one of the patterns. And sometimes it's not without a reason. Sometimes it's something that we need to kind of learn, take our lessons, life lessons from. But also the most important lesson probably would be actually to break that pattern. Another pattern might be not so much relationship related, but related to to money, right, or to abundance. So if if you have a long line of um, of family members who came from poverty, you might notice that it's very hard for you to break away from that those poverty or um, patterns or the mindset of lack, right, of uh, struggling to make things work financially in your life. So that would be another example of it. So another thing that we carry, again, from our childhood and from generations are those limiting beliefs. And they do tie closely into that pattern uh, or the operation system that we have. Limiting beliefs, it's something that we that our subconscious mind is filled with. It's something that we run on. And actually, our if you think of our decision-making, uh, everyday decision-making, it is largely dictated by the subconscious beliefs that we sometimes don't even know we carry. So we, you might already come um, with, well, you already do come with a whole plethora of subconscious beliefs that a lot of them are limiting and actually causing conflict in your relationship that you might not even be aware of. And some of those limiting beliefs might be that exactly what you were watching in your childhood, that, well, when you're in a relationship, you're going to fight and you're going to fight often, right? Or your subconscious belief might be that happy relationships, harmonious relationships actually don't exist, that they exist only in Hallmark movies, 
right? And it's it's all like a unicorn that you're chasing. So you might be in that place of complacency where, well, this is just the way it is. So there's no point fixing it because everybody fights, right? Which is actually not true. Um, another subconscious belief that you might have brought into your relationship is um, your idea of deservedness. I don't even know if there is a word deservedness, but let's just pretend there is. So if you think that I don't, I am not worthy of a great partner who respects me, right? Who, um, who takes care of my needs maybe, or who is, who is aware of my needs, or I am not worthy of, um, of a loving relationship, right? Or because maybe in your childhood, you've been pushing love away as a, as a protection mechanism for whatever reason, if that subconscious belief is in you, then again, it's going to be playing itself out in a very negative way because you will be pushing that love away or you'll be feeling, well, I'm not deserving um, of a respectful partner or a partner who respects me. And you're going to look for those ways that he does disrespect you. And you're going to, um, you're going to kind of try to make conflict out of it because this will be that familiar area because maybe your dad wasn't quite respectful of your mom and you'll be like well this is the familiar ground this is how it works so you'll be kind of seeking out those situations and then not only seeking out but seeking out that emotional pain that comes with it so uh, examining your subconscious beliefs, it, it is um, actually quite, quite crucial. And this is something that I do with my, um, uh, with my clients, with the women that sign up for my program, Healing Relationship Blueprint, that actually opens very, very soon. If you want to hop on and see what it's all about, then I invite you to join the Awaken the Power Within training so that you can see and get familiar with the way that I operate and um, and how I actually help you resolve the conflict in your relationship. Okay, so another one that is like a really big one is those unfulfilled childhood needs. And talking about those, we're going to be diving deeper in during the second part of the Awaken the Power Within training on those so you can understand what they are and how they affect and those are so important. If I were to pin like the number one reason that relationships uh, either fail or have that deep conflict in them, it is because of those unmet childhood needs. So just to give you an example, because that could be actually a podcast episode just on its own talking about those unmet childhood needs. Uh, just to give you an example, one of the one of the needs that every single person has is the need of being appreciated and being valued and if it's not something that you received in childhood if it's something that you had to fight for or if it's something that the value that you had to constantly keep proving by either getting good grades at school or being that good girl or the good boy right or making sure that that you're um you know how they used to say that children and fish don't have boys well they used to say that to me in polish in, in back when i was raised in poland so uh but you might resonate maybe something um similar was said to you so you were trying to be that perfect uh child for your parent 
kind of trying to prove your worth, constantly prove it so that you get that positive feedback, so you get some praise, so you get acceptance from your parents. And when you don't get it, when you don't get it, then you again bring that unmet need into your relationship and now you're subconsciously trying to or expecting your partner to feel it, to fill it for you. Not feel it, I'm sorry, to fill it. And we do it so subconsciously and we don't even know we have that need for our partner to fill that unmet childhood need until he doesn't. Until there is there is that gap and that disappointment in what you you don't appreciate me for who I am, for what I do for my family. I know this was the case for me. It was like a cold shower. It was like a slap in my face when I was trying to be that perfect mom and be that perfect uh, wife and really overextend myself. And then I never got the feedback, the positive feedback I was looking for. That was that, that gap, that disappointment. Like, what's going on here? So then I realized that it was one of my unmet childhood needs and really healing that need is not your partner's responsibility. As a matter of fact, he is going to be doing the exact opposite until you realize that it is your job and your responsibility to take care of it, of those wounds. During my healing relationship program, this is something that we go deep, really dive deep into. And we looked at that, look at that inner child and that wounding is actually, I think that's the third uh, module that we do because it's very important to start filling, filling those needs and taking responsibility. And it's a beautiful, beautiful journey. Um, some people actually, just like a side note, a lot of women or people in general might be afraid of digging into your past um, and digging and just kind of facing those really hard feelings and and I understand but because those feelings a lot of times are not easy to be faced but I also teach you how to deal with them how to face those feelings and how to stop fighting them so that they can can actually be processed and they be they can be removed from your system because it is not natural for those feelings to be stuck in your system it, there is there are ways to actually get past them and remove them it's just like dense energy that needs to go and needs to be removed and i also i touched on this i i want to just another kind of side note it looks like i'm going on a tangent here but let's let's just flow of it um you you know how you're trying to avoid hard conversations or avoid fights uh, in your relationship or by by some points if it's really bad you're trying to avoid your partner like you don't want to you don't want to talk you don't want to spend time together you feel so resentful toward him so it's not really just to make you aware it is not really your partner that you're trying to avoid but you're trying to avoid those uncomfortable feelings that come up when he triggers certain wounds in you so how long can you be avoiding this? Well, to the point that maybe the, the divorce or separation is the only way that you can see out of that pain, right? But I can promise you that if you find somebody new, a new partner, those wounds will still keep coming up because you have them inside. Your partner doesn't plant them in there. He doesn't, he didn't make them. It's something that we carry with us. So there is a, there, there's going to be a time for you when you will, see 
the benefits of actually going into the past experiences as painful as they sometimes might be cleaning it all up and if you do it with guidance such as i can offer you it's just so much easier to you'll be also doing it in a group of other women who will be going through the same and getting being that support knowing that you're going uh, through it with somebody else also makes it so much easier because being alone in that whole thing i can understand that can be overwhelming can be depressing and will probably put you on a spiral of self-sabotage when you'll be like well i've tried but we're back to the same thing and it feels hopeless again and this is not something that we want right so when you get the right support the right guidance and you're in the right community it just really is so much easier to do those things and to break through them and break away from them Okay, another thing that we bring in, uh, and it really ties into the whole notion of lacking that self-love or self-value or uh, being that person that doesn't really know how to appreciate themselves. And I know I've been there for a long time, but what comes with it is um, weak boundaries. Because a lot of times when we taught to be those people pleasers, and do anything so that people so that other people can value and appreciate us and see us for who we really are we tend to overextend ourselves and do everything that pleases the other person and a lot of times that means that we cannot refuse like uh, being say no um, we make our decisions based on what we think the other person would like it just leads leads to so much resentment after all it just leads to hating ourselves even more because we project that uh, that resentment onto other people and we're like at some point we'll resent them for asking us right but really the resentment and the hatred is ours because we're the ones who can't say no or who don't love ourselves enough to be able to set those strong boundaries so now again being in a relationship and having those weak boundaries where your partner doesn't respect them is it is it really his fault and gosh i know it's a lot of those things that i'm saying um are so hard to hear and so i applaud you for being here and listening if you if you're still listening to me um during the training the first part of training after i finished the training one of the participants she said oh my gosh those things are so hard to hear yeah a lot of times they are and and a lot of times it takes that radical honesty uh, to actually start unraveling those things and just letting go of the things that don't serve us that's why the healing journey is is not for for people who are not ready for it it's not because it's just so much easier to be pointing fingers at our partner or in another person and saying no they the guilty ones right and so hard to look at ourselves our own patterns and see where we can fix them so um so if you're at the point where you're like okay it darn it hurts to look at that stuff it hurts to be honest it's hurt it hurts to see that some of those things are by my own doing because i brought them from my childhood that's my programming and all that but if you have that place that you know what 
I'm ready to dive into it. I'm ready to look at myself honestly, honestly, because my relationship is at stake and I would like to save my relationship, then you're definitely in the right place. If you're still not there, that's okay. Keep coming back, keep listening. That strength will appear because you have it in you. Sometimes you just have to, it just has to be the right time, the right moment to pull it out of you and, uh, and utilize it, right? So, um, yeah, so again, congratulations on even if even listening and even opening your heart and your mind to the possibility that it could be like that and again that's not to say that it's anybody's fault because i don't want you now to be thinking and spiraling down oh my god it's all my fault no it's not your fault you don't know what you don't know oh my god we've been programmed designed and i went through so much of my stuff and every human being does but the goal is really when we can self-reflect and take a look at those things and be like, yeah, I can fix that. I can fix that instead of looking for somebody else to do that for us because that's where we leak our power. And I keep coming back to that, to that power, right? Leaking your power, giving your power away. But this is exactly where what it is and how, and how it looks like when we're looking for somebody else to fix our problems. And I've done my fair share of that and i could write a book about it how i leaked my power right so to start taking it away is um is that radical honesty really and um, radical responsibility too and i know those are big words um my husband once and again a side note but but you might actually like that just recently um i was getting into that low mood kind of depressed overwhelmed i was actually sitting at my desk and and just being really overwhelmed with everything that i still needed to do to prepare um for the um for the event that i'm hosting right now awaken the power within and my husband came in and he said well you better put your big girl pants on because that's what you need to do if you want to if you want to keep doing this you got to put your big girl pants on and you know and then he left we didn't talk about it but then i went and i thanked him and i said thank you for snapping me out of it because i needed that back when we were our relationship was falling apart and i was taking everything in so personally that would probably be the reason for a huge fight what he said right but because i've been through a lot of things and because i can self I'm self-aware and I can most of the time, right? I can I can honestly look at myself. Then I took that in and I was like, well, he's right. And thank you for snapping me out of it. And what I did was put my big girl, pan, girl pants on and I, and I went to work and I did what I had to do. So just I'm just telling you this to let you know that you're not alone, that we all operate like that. I'm not going to be sitting here and telling you I'm perfect. Heck, I'm not. I still, still the layers of that programming, I still hiccuping, still coming up. But at least most of the time, 99%, I know what to do with them. When I don't know what to do with them, I reach for help to my mentors or other people that I know can help me and can help me snap out of it. Okay, so the other thing that I have here is the lack of communication skills. 
And a lot of the times we think that the lack of communication skills is the problem or like the main problem because I don't know how to talk. He doesn't know how to talk. He won't talk to me. And every time we talk, it's a fight. Yes, absolutely. And it, it, it is a big factor, but it is not the factor, right? Because a lot of times when we start a conversation, a lot of those past wounds that I had just described, they start coming up, right? And if we don't know that that's them, then we think that by whatever your partner just said, he's hurting you or he's trying to pick a fight or... And yes, it is good to know, and I teach that, how to approach a conversation so that the other uh, the other side is open to listening and doesn't feel like they're being attacked all the time or maybe they don't, don't feel like they're being judged. And the same comes to you. A lot of times when you start a conversation, you might feel like you're being judged, right? Or like you're constantly under attack. And that on its own is not just the lack of the communication skills, but that, that feeling of being under attack and, and not appreciated and not uh, valued for who they are, for who you are uh, with, with all your traits, right? The positive and the negative, that also comes from the programming and the wounding from your child and those unmet childhood needs. That all connects. So... But yes, as far as uh, the lack of communication skills, I mean, I already mentioned to you how the communication in my relationship, in my parents, I'm sorry, relationship looked like. And then in my relationship, uh, by really default, because that was my default that I brought in, I didn't know how to do that, how to approach, how to say something uh, that would be actually taken as a, not as an offense, right? Or wouldn't start an argument right away. So, uh, there is hundreds of books on communication skills and you can definitely start from that. I do teach that inside my program on how to communicate effectively with your partner. Um, but also if you're at that place where like, okay, I've gave you so many things, right? I gave you a whole list of things to tackle. I would say the communication skills would be the most tangible and the easiest for you to go and try to learn. Because resolving the past like trauma, childhood trauma or all those unmet childhood needs, that might be a little bit more like involved. And yes, you will be digging into uncomfortable feelings or communication skills <clears throat> on its own are very like down to earth, tangible. And you can just pick a book and, and just start reading on it and start practicing it. Although I will tell you again that it is not going to fix your uh, relationship situation on its own because you will be still triggered um, and those past wounds and that past conditioning programming will still be like kind of waking up anytime you're you are triggered but it's definitely a great place to start uh, if you don't want to go into your past um, and the last thing that I would like to mention um, is those emotional protection mechanisms that we that we set up as a child a lot of times. And, and this is the protection mechanisms just for our body. It's, it's almost like a survival, right? So let's just say that your parents were the ones that were criticizing you or maybe they were uh, very negative toward you. Um, or yelled at you a lot and and of course any child is going to be hurting by that right because we're delicate as children so as a protection mechanism you could have developed 
that strategy of withdrawal, right? Of like, almost getting numb emotionally. So if any emotions come up, you, you kind of stop them in your tracks because you don't want to feel them. And that's something that you probably are acting out right now too. And I'll tell you right away, you probably know that numbing your emotions and pretending that they're not there doesn't work because at some point or another they need to come out and i'll also tell you that they're causing a lot of havoc in internally but also with your physical body because emotions do go uh hand in hand and um and have an effect of our, on our physical body um emotions causing stress you know how stress makes you feel it makes your body almost like shut down it's a lot of times stress is actually painful like you're uh, your nerve endings and, and your muscles will be in physical pain. So I'll tell you right here and right now that there is more even that you're seeing more beyond that, that the emotional imbalance or shutting down your emotions is going to be causing physical illness. It will be causing physical illness sooner or later. There's no, it's just we're, we're all subject to it there is no escape from it so that's why taking care of our past and all that and, and all that emotional baggage as i called it in this episode of the podcast is just so crucial and it will have positive benefits on not only your emotional and mental state but also your physical state um, there is a lot of those stuck emotions um and what is a stuck emotion well it's almost like that emotion that keeps playing itself when you get triggered. Like when, when your husband or partner said, tells you something and suddenly you just feel like your whole childhood or some childhood experiencing are being brought back into life. It's almost like that PTSD, right? It, it, it's just they, they're still playing in the background. And anytime there is a trigger, meaning something like a familiar situation that takes place, then they wake up and they start playing out again. And it's very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, another um, emotional protection mechanism might be that getting defensive, right? Trying to protect yourself by um, by being on that defense. But gosh, this it takes so much energy to defend yourself. And it usually is um, followed by yelling, screaming, just trying to prove that you're right, trying to prove that you're uh, that you have right to feel what you feel. And yeah, absolutely you do. I think it's just that missing piece between you have the right to feel certain ways, but what you do with it, whether you follow that trigger and you let yourself to react, that's that's the question. That's the question. So um, so being almost like a puppet because of that emotional overwhelm, that is something that is um, that makes us like we feel like we don't have control over our life, which is true. It's actually true. So the other the, the last one that I would like to mention here as far as the uh, the protection emotional protection mechanisms or emotional coping mechanisms you can you can um, call them is trying to be a perfectionist or overachieving and why I'm mentioning this and um, I'm going to leave this as the last point is because it's very common with women who come and uh, join my programs or 
uh, do one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Um, and the reason why, why we try to do this, to be that perfectionism, uh, to, to perfectionist or overachieve or put too much on our plate than we can actually chew is to protect ourselves from criticism, right? So if we have experienced a lot of criticism in our childhood from our parents, or even if we didn't experience that praise, that other part, right? So we're going to do whatever we can to be that good person and prevent anybody from finding any reason to criticize us or to say that we're not perfect, that we're less ed because it hurts, that we're less than, right? Than perfect. And also what it ties into, and I want to leave you with some food for thought here, is that we don't really know how to love, appreciate, and accept ourselves the way we are. We think that we're less than perfect. And, and trying to be that perfectionist, perfectionist and trying to do more than we possibly can, overextending ourselves, forgetting about our needs and doing everything for others, it's almost that, that ego game that putting out a play, right? Like a facade that is protecting us from seeing the truth. And the truth is that we lack self-love, we lack self-acceptance, yet we expect our partner to see it in us or to appreciate us. We expect him to be that person who sees our worth when we don't see our own. And I know that might be very hard for you to hear, but it is, just take it as it is, think about it, sleep on it, because if you don't know your own self-worth, if you don't love yourself fully, if you're trying to cover it all up with being perfect, then how do you expect that somebody else will see that in you and appreciate in you? It's, it's, a, it's a vibrational frequency, right? And if you don't operate on that frequency, the other person is not going to see it. They're going to see what it is, which is the lack of self-love or acceptance or appreciation of value your value doesn't mean that it's not there absolutely not it just means that it's covered up all those things that i have mentioned today they cover up like muck they cover up that worth that nature that true nature of you that every one of us has there's no exception so don't even fool yourself. If you're trying to think and go into the self-sabotaging mode of, well, maybe somebody does, but I am not really worthy because I don't see it, so it's not there. No, that's I'm sorry, lovingly, but that's BS. Because we're all made of love, of the energy of love. In order to see it, we just have to let go of certain things. We just have to heal from the past. We just have to remove all that muck to see it and to operate from that place. And to build a relationship from the place of you knowing your love, your love, your worth, and just like loving and not operating from ego, <clears throat> that's that's a strong foundation. That's the foundation that you want to build your relationship on, and it is going to work. Thank you so much for listening.
Until next time.